Hey, welcome to Trusty Training Tuesday. Here we go again. And we are still in the midst of a lockdown globally. So where do you stand? Where do you go? What do you do? For some of us, we potentially, for our charities and our trusts, are looking at our end of days. Some of us may not bounce back from this. So how can we change that? So first things first, you need to look at how you do what you do. So if you are actively providing services, face-to-face services, can you move those services online? Can you do it distance? Now you'll hear for every positive opportunity that comes along, there'll be negatives to go with it. A prime example currently is Zoom. So Zoom, loads of functionality, great um, to hold meetings, to hold classes, to hold all sorts of things. Really fantastic setup. But immediately, places like the NHS and the police, uh, Scout Association, there's another big example of uh, in the charity sector doing it, are saying we're not happy with you using Zoom because of security risks. And it's something you've got to think of. So if you're working with vulnerable people or young people and there's security risks, we don't particularly want them put at any risk at all. So if there is a risk of their data being taken misused, mishandled, or somebody getting into contact with these young people, we need to prevent that best we can and put everything in place to keep our people safe. However, look at the search you're using that, you know, is it something that's, can you take steps to prevent any sort of leakage of information or data? You know, can you put different email accounts? There's not a great deal of data needed to open a Zoom account. So if you've got a an account that you don't use for anything else, it could be an option. Um, however, if you're giving it access to your phones, to your technology, then it will. So it's something to consider, but Zoom is, is a good app um, and, and one to consider. You know, the, the same things have been raised as things like House Party out there, where multiple people can log in to a, a group chat room, um, a visual chat room. Uh, which, yeah, great in, in these times, lots of people are using. The same security risks are being levelled at that that are being levelled at Zoom. People still use it. Um, it's a matter for yourselves. But if you're putting it and embedding it for your organisation, you need to be sure of it. So, you might be thinking, that's all well and good, Phil. Um, yeah, that's an app. I can do that. Um, but how, how do I take myself online? And I've been, it's something I've been considering quite a lot myself recently. I mean, we've already got an online presence, but then it comes at a cost. So I looked at that cost, and for several hundred pounds, you can have a site hosted. Several thousand pounds, you can have something unique built. However, there are options to build yourself. Um, you might think that's way beyond me. But we're currently locked down, and it's, it's a good time to learn how to get yourself those skills, how to get yourself online. So opportunities that you do have. You have uh, opportunities now to get yourself up with your social media. Okay, the likes of TikTok. Uh, TikTok's giving you a massive reach. You know, there's allegedly 5 billion users on TikTok. So the vast majority of the planet are using that app. Um, You've got organic reach on there. And you can build that. The good thing about TikTok is it allows you to post to all your other social media accounts. So for one 
piece of work, you can get numerous hits for content. Downside to TikTok, you need to be posting daily. The algorithms will rate you and how you are as a producer of content. Now, we've talked previously about social media. If you're building a brand for your organisation, a personal brand, yourself, anything you're doing, if you're doing an entity and you are trying to produce yourself in that light, it takes a lot of work, it takes effort. If you're going to create podcasts, you've got to research what you're talking about, know what you're talking about and be able to deliver that. So there's research that goes into it. That's why a lot of people, including myself, will do weekly podcasts. Because it's a commitment on a weekly basis, not a daily basis. If you start doing something daily basis, then that can get to the stage where it's quite difficult. Uh, it gets time. Um, it uses a lot of your time. And then you suddenly start to find it quite difficult to fit it in. It doesn't take a lot for you to fall behind with these things. So that's a consideration. But podcasts, there's another option for you. So, starting at the beginning, we've talked about TikTok there. TikTok, you set up an account, you can post. It's that simple. The filters are in there. You can upload pictures, videos. It's got a lot of uh, functionality. You can do different things. You can do different settings, different displays. Um, a host of filters, a host of music. And it's either for a 15.30 or a minute long clip. Won't let you go over the minute. So the downside is it needs to be short, sharp messages. Get your message out, get it on. When you, when you first start, you're better with short videos. You know, the video can be anything less than that. You can put an eight-second video on. Depends what you're doing. But you'll notice that you seem to do better initially with very short videos. That's fine. You can get one piece of footage for YouTube... You can sub-edit that down into clips and in one sitting you could do an hour-long video on YouTube and effectively have anything up to 60 individual clips worthy of TikTok. But you don't release them all at once, that gives you 60 days worth. So for sitting down for an hour, probably an hour researching subject, you can talk about it and you're not going to get 60 full minutes to use out of it. But, you know, you know that, you can live with that. But you might get 40 clips. If anything over 30, you've got a month's worth. So you've got breathing space. And then you can just do one a day or whatever. And it doesn't have to be, you know, really in-depth. You know, it can be anything. It's just putting your name out there. Okay, so that's that's TikTok. I can do, if you want, you put comments on if you want. And I can look at individual ones if you want more advice on specific ones. This is just an overview to get you thinking. So, other than TikTok, what else have we got? Mentioned YouTube already. Um, YouTube, really easy. Free to set up channel. And you can just put your content on there and put it out and push that content. Once you start getting into the bigger numbers of followers or subscribers as they call them. Free subscription, but people can subscribe to your channel. Once you get into the thousands... Um, you can then monetize your channel, which can give you residual income coming in. So, depending on what you're doing, if your charity or trust is around 
performance or dance or anything, you can kill two birds with one stone there because you can push content that can be funny, that can be artistic, that's going to hit a market and then you can build that market to such a point that it'll allow you to play adverts on your channel where you then start getting residual income and that money just hits your bank account. It, that takes a while to build, but it's residual income, which is always a good thing. Multiple revenue streams keep you going. Same in business, same for us in the charities and trusts. Okay, so that's YouTube. Now, moving on from YouTube, where else to go? We've got Facebook, Facebook ads, Google ads. That's for adverts. You're starting putting people in funnels to sell whatever you're selling. However, you might not be selling anything. You might be building awareness. You might be trying to build that awareness so you can apply for grants, funding opportunities, and all those type of uh, scenarios. So, how are we going to do that? Well, Facebook. Facebook's quite easy. Open up. You have your account. You open up a Facebook page, which is free to do, and you advertise on that page. You can then invest to target set demographics. So if you're working with young people, you might target under 18s, bearing in mind you should be over 15 to have a, a Facebook account anyway. Um, so there, there will be people younger on there, but that target group will be smaller. So it depends who you want to do. But if, if you're working with younger kids, you're going to be wanting to hit their parents. So you might go 20 to 45 hoping to hit the parents of those young people. It also allows you to choose a demographic area so you can have within so many miles of a location or so many kilometres of a, um, a location and you can step that up and make it wider and make it wider. Obviously, there's a cost implication to that. So if you step it up and you make it wider, that'll cost you more money. It might be £13 for five miles or five kilometres and then you step up to... 20 kilometres, that might be £87, just as example numbers. Okay, so there's a cost implication. So the bigger the audience you're trying to target, it can guarantee that it'll hit so many pages, and you get so many views, and that's what you get for your money. And then it's up to you what converts. Okay, so that's Facebook. Google Ads, just Google that. Information's online, similar sort of thing. Targeted advert system for cost. So that's them too. Okay, using the other ones, Snapchat, I personally don't like because you need to build followers. Uh, it is easy to do, you can just take snaps and bang them out, and probably the least impactive of the social medias. Uh, similar with Instagram, you can put videos or pictures, build your hashtags and build your brand that way, but it's, it's about getting follows, anything where you're building follows, takes time um, and also you need to be active so people are expecting stuff coming through if it doesn't they might unfollow you because it, it's not interesting to them uh, but in all your social media I've, I've mentioned hashtags a few minutes ago for those that don't use them if you put in hashtags in people that are searching on those trends or those hashtags will find your site so if you were doing martial arts and I search martial arts, it would bring your page up even though your name might have nothing to do with martial arts. But because you've got hashtag martial arts at the bottom, it brings it up. You've got to be careful with hashtags though because if you can imagine, some hashtags are massively, massively used. So probably every martial art instructor 
um, in the world is trying to create online content and online courses because they've lost face-to-face and that goes for any face-to-face industry. People will offer you all sorts of courses. So it is something to be aware of. If you've got something unique, the problem is if it's too unique, you'll not get the followers. But you need like mid-sized hashtags so you've got a chance of ranking in that. When people are looking for it, you're coming up near the top. Uh, and then again, that'll be volume. The more you put out, the higher your chances are. So if you're thinking about um, actual what's produced and your numbers... It's easy to think, well, I've got a thousand followers and I've put out this ad and only 20 of them have clicked on it. Don't get bogged down in numbers. It's like likes and shares and views. TikTok will show you the number of views that you've had and it'll show you who likes your videos. Same with YouTube, same with Facebook. Don't get caught up with likes shares don't worry about the numbers just keep putting out because if you've got one that makes it your other numbers will lift anyway there's a a well-known saying for those naval amongst you that rising waters rise all boats or rising tides rise all boats so while you're in there as you're building yourself up others are building up around you so same with your videos you've got that out there suddenly it comes to prominence people will check your profile and check your other videos so the knock-on effect is you get more views of those videos as well. So that's another thing to consider. Now, appreciate I'm throwing a lot at you. But what if we're talking a little bit more basic? So that's social media, which is all great, but there's a lot of noise. So what else can you do? Is what you do, if there's a training element to it, could that training be taken online? There's sites out there... Um, Kajabi, for example, is the website, or um, Thinkific, uh, just two examples. Obviously, there's many, many types. can host courses, but a lot of people don't realise, but you can put a course onto ClickFunnels, but that depends on what money you're looking to use. So for those that don't know what funnels are, it's a, a sales system. Uh, and it will put you through a funnel process to convert you from an interested person clicking on the ad to a paying customer. And it will it requires an autoresponder, um, an email autoresponder. So this is where you sign up for something and then you get all those my three emails and you can press unsubscribe if you wish. Or you might go through and buy whatever they're selling. Depends what you're interested in. Now, this is, this is going into sales, so I'll pick up sales at a later date because I don't want to overwhelm you. But if you're looking to have an autoresponder, which you may want to do if you're taking yourself to an online presence, you can't meet people. So people meet you via your emails, your social media, that's how they get to know you. You build trust in you, your brand, and you build custom base. But the key thing is your email list. So having those people to contact. So whatever you're offering, whether it be a service, support, whatever, you need that email list. Email marketing is still huge. 
It's not dead. People make things. It's all social media now. It's not because there's too much noise. There's too much chatter to hear the message with social media. You can have some success with it. And the bigger you get, the easier it becomes because you get ranked higher. But when you're starting out, it's easy to become frustrated with it. So the way around that, we build your email lists. So you've got another group that you can market to. Okay? doesn't matter what you do because marketing is the key. You can do anything, but if you can market, you'll always be successful. Have an element of success. Yeah, because people who know about your brand, know what you do, can support it, use it, access it, etc. So that being said, how do you achieve that? There's numerous, um, you might call them um, customer um, retention systems, customer management systems, CMS, you might hear the term. They are just managed systems to manage customers or service users or clients or volunteers or whatever you want to do, okay? The one I found um, sort of most value for money at the moment, uh, I've looked at quite a few, and you can get a MailChimp account for free to start with, which we all like free because it's a good place to play and learn. But then you can set it up to the standard account, which is $9.99 in dollars a month. That gives you a lot of opportunity and a lot of room to grow without a big outlay. So if you're looking at, what, 850 nearly £9 a month for a $10, if you're doing it in dollars, um, is not a big investment for you to have a stream. So that being said, that's email marketing in a nutshell. I'll go into that again in a later episode, how you can do these things. Websites, the font of all. When we Google, we like to find a nice website. Uh, we don't like to see how, how it's done. And then you, you might think, well, hold on a sec, that's big money. Straight away, that's going to cost me hundreds, if not thousands of pounds. And yes, it can. Um, myself, previously, one of my lockdown things around, when I'm a key worker as well, so I'm still at work. However, one of the big things that I have spent my time on lockdown when I'm not in work is I've taught myself how to code. Now, the, the secret here is it doesn't matter how tech savvy you are because I can use computers, you know, all the Microsoft packages. I can use them. I use them in my day-to-day -day work. I use them in my other entities as well. And I, I would say that I'm computer literate. However, I'm not a techie geek type that can do all these wonderful things. So in the last seven days, I've managed to build a six-page website with multiple functionality, videos, images, and I'm now able to do that for myself. The other side of that coin is I found with uh, Dashnex, D-A-S-H-N-E-X, I have joined them to use their site. For $17, they've got uh, an unlimited offer at the moment, which gives you lifetime hosting and SSL, which is a security function of that site, which is fantastic value. That would normally be $468 a year. However, $17. There are upsells when you join the account. It'll say, well, do you want to host up to 10 websites a year? 
and then that steps it up for another $87, you can step it up for 10. So you're still around the $100 mark and you can host 10 websites. That is huge, that is massive. My, my previous website provider, it was £380 just to get the site access to build it. I had to build it up by drag and drop. There was no coding involved. Um, so I built that website. Uh, well, I, I built the front end of the website and they would host it. However, three years later, it's come up for renewal and the previous offer no longer exists. And the three-year deal is now a much more expensive two-year deal, meaning bigger impact on my charity, which I can't, I can't tolerate because there's, there's no requirement for it when there's cheaper options. So for effectively for $100, uh, I already had the domain name, so you might pay anything from 10 to £20 or dollars, depending on where you are in the world, for a domain name. Um, but there are step-by-step guys to do these things. And for coding, the World Wide Web, you tend to use HTML, which is the language that stuff's written in. Um, but there's other functions, uh, there's other sorts such as JavaScript, CSS, uh, Bootstrap, just other types of code that enable you to do different things on websites. I've managed to learn that in seven days. Yes, it's been difficult, and yes, I've done long hours. You can spread it out. There's no requirement for you to do it in that timescale. But for me, it was necessary because I'm trying to respond to a changing world. And it's not over. Just because we're having hard times at the minute, and you might think, well, I don't know if we're going to survive. What do we do? So let's keep focus. Let's keep moving forward. For those of you that are still plugging away, doing it, Let's carry on doing it and doing it well. So get yourself online. Online, you build your website, have a contact that goes to an email. You can get yourself a corporate email for, for very little. Yeah, you can, even if you set up a Gmail account, you can put it into your entity's name and your charity trust name at gmail.com if it's available. So, as an example, there are others, you know, the big providers you can put names in front of to use. And you can set your autoresponder upon that. And you can have your contact page on your website go to that. So you can compartmentalise all you're doing with your third-party stuff or with your charity or trustee stuff. Have it all in one place and you're on a winner, which is fantastic. So, all that being said, I appreciate that I've gone sort of whistle-stop tour there. There's a lot of things that you can do online. There's a lot of value you bring to what you do. You have a lot of life experience and skill. You might be able to sell ebooks. You might be able to produce these things. And I can talk about that in a, in a later episode. But you can produce these things that enables you to bring money in. You know, there's, there's things on Amazon. You can do Kindle by Amazon. You Google KBA, Kindle by Amazon. You can create a book, upload a book on there, set it to your account, and money just drops in. And you can do it about what you're doing, yeah? You have built your trusts, your charities, your entities. You've built them. 
you run them. You could do a guide for whatever. You may have reinvented yourself. I started opening businesses when I was 38. I, I was in the emergency service in the military all my adult life. And at 38, I decided there's more to life. I'm still in those sectors, but I run entities on the outside, outside of my trust and charities. I've got companies as well. So I've built those things. Nothing stopping me writing a book on reinventing myself. There's no rules to who has the rights to build books. And, you know, do you have to be a celebrity? Because you don't, because people like to hear the stories of other people and take learning from those people. Normal people doing great things is far better than the stories of celebrities making another million. Because the stories of, you know, how to make a million might be a million miles away from where you are now. You might even not have the confidence to think you can achieve 10,000, 100,000, 1,000. You know, it depends where your confidence at. And you may be listening to this thinking, I don't know. To be honest with you, I'm not sure where I'm at. I'm not good enough for this. Society and our jobs try to keep us in a niche. Yeah, if, if you do a thing and that's what you do, you're in danger of becoming your occupation as your identity. That's not you. You are you. You are a unique person and you have a lot to offer for the world. Don't be held in a box or a, a bubble by somebody else's expectations. And yes, you might feel that you haven't got confidence. You might feel that you don't have what it takes to make these things right up until the point that you do. And it takes that realisation, yeah? When, when I talk about producing content, let's have it right. The vast majority of you won't have seen me, all right? I'm an overweight, bald fella in my 40s. Yeah, that's me. If I put something online, I am not remotely bothered if somebody goes, that's a fat bald fella in his 40s. So what? Doesn't make my story any less valid doesn't make my achievements any less valid. I may be new to business, but in my first year of trading as a business, I was a finalist at our local business awards, a finalist in my first year with my £36,000 turnover in a company that I run on a couple of days a month. And in the final, I was up against two other companies one had a £12 million turnover and one had a £6 million turnover. So imagine how they felt where they've got staff specifically trained and pushing to get them to those awards and I've wandered in, running from my laptop and my phone and figuring it out as I go. Nobody knows what you will achieve until you show them. Yeah, no one's going to sit there going, ooh, yeah, you can definitely do this. And then when they fail, go, oh, I thought you could have done that. Nobody cares. It's your journey. You live your journey. Yeah? Be whatever you want to be. You're not in a box. Don't let anyone put you in a box. Yeah? Until we turn up our heels and we go up to whatever's next or whatever your beliefs are, this is, this is your time. Make it so. So go and do whatever you're doing. Don't be afraid to make content. It doesn't have to be perfect. You talking isn't... And if there's nothing wrong with that, 
you being able to communicate what it is you're trying to sell. You, we've all got stories, we've all got skills, we've all got abilities. If you're trying to do some good, all power to you. The fact that you're trustees, that you volunteer charities, that you volunteer your time tells me you're a decent, thoroughly decent human being. I know everything I need to know and I'm here to help you. Anything you need, get in touch, post a comment and I can go from there. However, next bit, over to you. Produce, make it. Doesn't matter if it's not perfect, the words coming out of your mouth are far more important than what it looks like. Yeah, if you're that bothered, put an image on. You can, for $67, you can get something like doodly, D-O-O-D-L-Y, or there's uh, various animation ones which will drag and drop make you either a drawing that draws whilst you talk and you put your patterns in and it, it draws it and writes out what you're saying or um, the animation one, make a little cartoon which plays on the screen. If you're not com- comfortable being on screen, use one of them or use a podcast. So if you're going to podcast, uh, one of my favourites at the minute is Anchor. Anchor gives you the ability to record a podcast from your phone. You don't need a load of technical gear. You can just press the plus in the middle, create your account. It'll come up. Along the bottom, there's a plus. You press plus, the timer starts, you speak. You can edit it. You can post it. You can set it to release at different dates. Uh, And away you go. Job done. That's Anchor. You just download that. If you're in the States, again, you can monetize your podcasts. It's another revenue stream. Anyway, for a Tuesday, I have took enough of your time. Whatever you're doing, I hope you're safe. I hope you're well. And I hope you're adhering to social distancing, keeping yourselves and others safe. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep doing the good work. And I'll speak to you next time. Take care.